This podcast is brought to you by Convo Cloth, the official clothing apparel of the NBC podcast. For the latest apparel, please go to www.nothingbutconvos.com. Now, let's get into the latest episode of the NBC podcast with your boy, S. McCann. What's good, people? It's the NBC Podcast with your boy, S. McCann. And this is episode 27 equals week 10 review. And then this week, we got that dub. We shown that we can be consistent three weeks in a row. And my team has looked like their progression going up so in this episode I break down our game against the Broncos I break down who was the standout players of this game Dallas Goddard's big deal that happened today and a review of our next opponent the Saints so sit back relax let's get it Week 10, the Eagles versus the Broncos. The Eagles 30, the Broncos 13. The Eagles, during this game, came into this game, and they was balling. They came ready to play. When you look at each game this season, this might be one of the best complete games that this team has played. The coaching staff is understanding what type of players they have. And when you go late in the season, you got to go to what's your strengths. And you just got to play off what the strength is of your team and make other teams stop you. And, yes, it has been a learning curve throughout the season because you got new coaches, first time, starting quarterback, a couple injuries here and there throughout the team. But the core of this team has been together throughout this season. When you looked at this game right here, you've seen the progression of the Eagles team go up because – I thought we wasn't going to win this game based off of I thought the Broncos was a better team. But, hey, any given Sunday, and the Eagles came to play. The defense came to play. They made adjustments. This D made adjustments. And it was a little tweak here and there, but they still did make adjustments. And that one adjustment was the corners playing Press, man, press, press, man, whatever you want to call it. They was up on them receivers, making it hard for them receivers to get off the line and making it hard for that timing to be right with Teddy Bridgewater this game. And so once you have your corners playing press man on the outside, that gives 
all the freedom to your front four a little bit more time. Man, look, one second in the NFL could mean everything. And so if you giving your line two more seconds to work, three more seconds to work, even one more second to work to get to the quarterback, good things are going to happen for your football team. The linebacker stepped up this game with the tackling, making sure everything's in front of them. They got cooked a little bit over the middle, but that's going to happen because our linebacking core isn't that great with the pass. But at the same time, you got to give respect when respect is due. And they played a hell of a game. Special teams came up with a block field goal. And that right there took points off the board, gave us the momentum. Like I'm telling you, this team win right here or this game, that the Eagles played was a full team effort out there. We ran the ball in the first quarter when we got the ball, and it opened up the pass. We got Watkins involved. Hit him. And that's my main thing that I've been saying during the course of every week. Let's get someone else involved other than Devontae Smith. Because if we get someone else involved other than Devontae Smith, that's just going to open him up with one-on-one and all of that stuff. And you know how he get down when he got one-on-one. He's cooking somebody. But we opened that up, gave Quez Watkins the ball. And I always said, you got to give him the ball more. Jalen Rager, I don't think that. He is as good as advertised from starting and doing all of that because of his numbers don't reflect on how he was drafted in the league. He was a first-round pick. Your numbers should look a little bit better than that. Again, he might be good in the run-blocking scheme and blocking on the edge. So that value could be better suited for him. Who knows? I got to watch some run-blocking film but his numbers this game wasn't that great just like every other game but on this first drive it resulted in a field goal but you've seen us move the ball we're moving the ball every week we're moving the ball but you have to result in field goals in the beginning of the season we was going forward from fourth down and all of that nah man We need to change that philosophy and get these points, which the coaching staff adjusted. That's what they're doing now. On one throw that I seen from Jalen Hurts, he's one of the standout players this game. He stepped up in the pocket, and he threw a dime on the first down to Dallas Goddard. And on this play, Dallas Goddard got hit, and it looked like it was an illegal hit to the head. But the refs missed it. That will happen. But it knocked them out the game. But the team still moved on and they did their thing. Jack Stoll came in. He caught two passes, but he did his thing. One play that stood out for Jalen Hurts, he threw a dime to Devontae Smith. He went up there and he caught it. Everybody talking about Devontae Smith's size. He not big enough. He not this. He not that. But one thing he has is heart and athletic ability. 
and his arms is long. And he can go up and get the ball at the high point, which you've seen it there. And he's strong on the edge to block. So he's a complete receiver. His, his stature might be small, but he's a complete receiver that's strong. Hurts do that thing. It was like 30-something yards. Dime. Hit him. TD over his boy. <laughs> Certain over his boy that he went to Alabama with. And then throughout the game, TJ Edwards, he got beat for 63 yards. Oh, my goodness. He got cooked. But, again, over the middle will always be open on our defense every time. And so let's get back to Jalen Hurts. On his second touchdown that he thrown to Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith froze the DB. Oh, my goodness. Froze him. Hit that quick slant. Bang. Second touchdown. And one missed opportunity during the game was at the end of the half. Jalen Hurts threw a dime. That was a go-ahead touchdown. Hit his hands and everything. He just dropped it. Man, if we'd have got that touchdown, game would have been over right there. Oh, my goodness. That was an actual dime. So, Jalen Hurts would have had three touchdowns and 200 and plus yards because he threw a bomb and it hit his hands. And my second player that was a standout was catching the ball from Jalen Hurts was Devontae Smith. He had four receptions, 66 yards, 16.5 yards of reception, and two touchdowns. He was murdering out there. He was doing whatever he wanted. Whatever he wanted to do, he was doing. That pick for us was a great pick by Howie. You can't even hate on that. But it was a no-brainer because that's what we needed. We needed a receiver. He was the best receiver in the draft to me and you had to get him it is what it is the Bengals got a good one from LSU he was nice but what Devontae Smith is and how he conducts himself and all of that I think the sky's the limit for that kid and he was a standout he was cooking there he'd been cooking everybody this this year and I hope he can get over that thousand yard mark this year, and it's just going to show you the progression. So if he gets over that 1,000-yard mark, that will show you that Jalen Hurts has been progressing in the right direction. And so the stats of the game, Jalen Hurts, 16 of 23, 178 yards, two touchdowns and one pick. That pick was terrible. He shouldn't have thrown it, but rushing. Jordan Howard was our leading rusher. That's good. That's good. Jalen Hurts is not wasn't our leading rusher. Well, attempt-wise he was, but yard-wise he wasn't. Jordan Howard had 12 carries, 83 yards, 6.9 yards a carry. Oh, my goodness. That means we are running the ball well. You can't go away from that. 
Boston Scott, 11 carries, 81 yards, 7.4 yards a carry. Come on, man. Jalen Hurts, 13 carries, 55 yards, 4.2 yards a carry. Kenneth Gainwell got in there, two carries, five yards. Jalen Rager, you know how they give him like a little end around. He got a negative eight. One carry, negative eight yards. Receiving. I just told you guys about Devontae Smith, how he was cooking. Four receptions, 66 yards, 16.5 yards of reception, two touchdowns. Quez Watkins, four receptions, 33 yards, 8.2 yards of reception. Dallas Goddard, he got knocked out, but he was getting to it. Two receptions, 28 yards, 14 yards of reception. Dallas Scott, two receptions, 24 yards, 12 yards of reception. And I'm telling y'all, man, y'all know how I love getting the screen game involved with the running backs. That's what we used to do with with Westbrook, Brian Westbrook, and all those other backs. Shady, and that's an extension of your running game. We need to start incorporating that more in our offense, too. And that's going to rack up more yards for Jalen Hurts in the passing game. Jalen Rager, one reception, 12 yards. I think that reception was a big reception because it was for a first down. But come on, man. You got to get open more. Kenneth Gainwell, one reception, nine yards. Jack Stoll, two receptions, six yards. So you've seen how the offense is balanced. In the beginning of the season, Jalen Hurst was throwing an average of 35 passes per game. The last three games, he's been throwing an average of 18 passes a game. And we've been running it more. So anytime that you have a young quarterback, you have to give that young quarterback some type of running game so they can lean on. Like I said in my past pods, the last couple weeks, it reminds me of Russell Wilson when he came in the league. They ran it heavily with Marshawn Lynch and all the other backs that they had. And he was dropping back 18, 20 times, getting comfortable. You still have to learn how to throw in the NFL. You just can't come in the NFL and just dominate. It's different. That one second is not like a one second in college. Everybody fast. So you have to learn how to throw in this league. Peyton Manning, when he first came into the league, who did he have? Marshall Falk to hand it off to. All of these quarterbacks that's Hall of Fame quarterbacks and that were good for years, they always had a running game. It was never a quarterback that never had a running back. Donovan McNabb had a running back. Brian Westbrook for all those years. We ran the ball. Like, the Eagles used to run the ball sometimes. In the beginning of Donovan McNabb's career, we ran the ball. But then we ran the ball with him as well. But once the passing game or passing became a fixture in the NFL, Donovan McNabb ain't run no more. And they took that ability from him and they made him a pocket passer. Don't get me wrong, Donovan McNabb was nice for the city, but if you got a weapon, you got to use it. 
just like Jalen Hurts. That's a weapon. We know he can throw the ball. You seeing him throw. He's throwing darts, but at the same time, you just got to help him out with that running game. My third standout player was Slay. Darius Slay. He liked to be called Slay. It was Slay. He had a touchdown this game again. All pro Slay. All pro Slay. Pro Bowl Slay. Big play Slay, however you want to call it. Got a fumble return. Davion Taylor knocked the ball out. He's been balling. Davion Taylor's been balling. But like I said, that boy Slay, he's back. And he fast. He ran a 4-3 something at the combine. He's showing it. That boy nice. Oh, my goodness. He's nice. I'm glad we traded for him, man. Woo. He's been the bright spot on that corner spot. All our corners been trash for the years. Not him. And so, Slay, this week, he was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. He said he should have got it a couple weeks ago when they played Detroit, I think. Yeah, he said Detroit, but it is what it is. He He's holding it down. And at the end of that game, to seal it, seal the deal, we ran the ball. And we dominated it at the end of the game. That's what you do. You run the ball and you make them boys quit. And that's what we did. We made them quit at the end of the game. Dallas Goddard. Young, tight end. We traded away Zach Ertz. Because we knew Zach Ertz was not the same player that he was. He's still a good player on a specific team that will need that type of skill set. But for us to build around our young core, Dallas Goddard, you had to sign him. And he said that the deal in the beginning of the season or in the summer was a lower deal than this. And like I said, you start playing, your price will go up. Today's price will not be tomorrow's price. And that's what happened with him. And now, as of today, he signed a four-year extension. Four years, $59 million. $35.7 million guaranteed. He's the third highest paid tight end in the league. Man, that must feel good. That's well-deserved. They gave it to you. They think you're you're going to project up, which you block, you catch, you're fast, you do everything. Stayed out of trouble. So the Eagles don't give out contracts like that, man. And if they're giving out somebody a contract to make them the top, top three paid, at any position, they like you. So now we got our young core. We got the left tackle sign. We got our DN sign. Tight end going to be signed. This is all strategy that you need to do when your quarterback is a young quarterback 
and you don't have to pay the quarterback for two more years or maybe three. This is what you got to do. You build around that quarterback because you've seen flashes. You build around that quarterback. You give him all the weapons that he needs. You give him coaching. You put in plays that fits his skill set. And then you let it work. Y'all see it. Lamar Jackson, everybody around him, that's the skill set. They, they, they build around him. I hate when teams try to do things like other teams. Oh, we're going to throw it 40. Man, if you throw it 45 times a game, you don't have that type of quarterback right now. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts can't do it because he got an arm, and he probably will do it if he keeps on progressing. You might can go that route. But right now, man, look, do what's working. And what's working now is running that rock, play action, giving him a clean pocket to throw, and let him do his magic. Look, I've been an Eagles fan since the 90s when I first started watching football in the 90s. And I seen all the bum quarterbacks come through this thing, Bobby Hoying and all those bums, Detmers, everybody. I seen them, I seen all the quarterbacks, man. Only one quarterback survived in Philly the time that I've been watching football, and that's been Donovan McNabb. He's the most successful quarterback in Philadelphia history. And that's what Philadelphia knows out of a quarterback. That's what the the organization, that's all they know. They know a quarterback that look like Donovan, that throw like Donovan, that run like Donovan, that conducted themselves like Donovan was a franchise quarterback. That's what they know. And so when they go back and they try to figure out, oh, it's a quarterback in the draft and they want to do all this, decipher who's this and who's that. Ain't no quarterback better than Jalen Hurts that's in the draft right now. He got experience playing in the league. His arm is strong enough. He's big enough. He can take a hit. He can run. He's smart. The players is following him as a leader. Like you got it right in your, you got it right in your back pocket. He's in your back pocket, in your backyard. Y'all better build around him, man. Y'all got three first round picks. Just build around him. Let him get better and better. That's what they did with Russ. They knew it. They knew Russ was the man. They just built around him. That's what you got to do. They knew Donovan McNabb was the man. They just built around him. They knew Lamar Jackson was the man. They just built around him. They knew Mahomes was the man. You just build around him. Every player will be different. Every player will have a different skill set. And so that's why I think the Eagles will be a tough team to beat because a lot of teams don't play like the Eagles. A lot of teams are not built like the Eagles. When you can do multiple things good, you might just run the ball one game because it's just working. You might not even throw it like that. You just might run it, run it, run it. But when you got a quarterback that can throw as well, come on, man. You keeping that defense off their heels. 
So this week, week 11, against the Saints, the Saints is the best team in the NFL against the run. But we're getting Miles Sanders back. And so you're going to have Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and maybe Kenneth Gainwell getting carries. I would test that run defense first. See if it's good enough. Because you've shown that our run offense throughout these three weeks is the best in the league. And it's only getting better. And so this week, I just want us to be balanced. I'm not going to say we're going to win or lose. But I know we're going to play a good game. And who knows what might happen in the future. So with that, people, it's a wrap. One. So that was episode 27, Eagles Week 10 review. And in Week 10, we were dominant on both sides of the ball. Special teams came alive with a block field goal. And all phases of the game, three phases, came together as one to get this win. So in week 11, we need the same game plan, same way of playing, come together as one. The offense needs to be balanced as it was for the last three weeks. And I'm pretty sure if we do that, we'll have a chance to win that game. And also in this pod, I gave a shout out to Dallas Goddard, getting that big deal, making him the third highest tight end paid in the league, well-deserved. And we four and six right now. We got seven games left. We got the Saints, Giants twice, Washington twice, and the Cowboys once. And the Jets. So with that schedule remaining, I'm pretty sure that we have a chance to get one of those wild card spots. And maybe, and this is a slim maybe, could win the division because we only got one loss. But we'll see what will happen. So with that, people, fly equals fly. Stay safe, give respect, and show love. One. Make sure you go listen to all old and new NBC podcast episodes on all podcasting platforms. And please go to www.nothingbutconvos.com for the latest apparel.